some flip outs are like the all-time flip outs in hockey like incredible like jim played that fan. one that one guy who yelled at the refs he's like in the hallway he's like you fat pig you fat he's pig like, have another donut have another donut you fat pig it's so funny man there's like guys holding him back and he's just like throwing these chirps oh man and there's like who uh, who threw the bench onto the ice Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hoser's Panel. It is T. Croaks, Tyler Croakman, coming at you with episode 42. And I'm here with my buddy Mike Potter, Stack Guy Mike. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> doing good, dude. It's, uh, we, we waited a couple hours to record this episode, and holy fuck, there's been some, some nonsense that's gone around in the last, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, holy cow. We just, like, finished watching the Az game just before we started this thing. And, um, because it started getting really interesting toward the end. And, uh, yeah, you want to take it from there, Mike? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so the Avs going to overtime against Nashville. Uh, <clears throat> they had to kill off a penalty in the last two minutes. Basically, at the two-minute mark, they called a penalty. And then about the same time, in overtime, they get called for a too-many-men call. That was phantom, to say the least. They hadn't even... Nobody on the Avs had jumped over the bench yet uh, to even have more than three guys on the ice, let alone the <clears throat> puck wasn't even close to the bench. So, uh... The craziest phantom call. Probably the worst call so far this season. Uh, and then obviously Nashville scores on the power play four on three. How uh, you're not going to score on that. But yeah, man, I don't know. I tweeted the video and it's currently blowing up. Because um, I think everybody's in agreement. It's pretty hard to take the other side that it wasn't a good call. Unless you're listening to the Nashville broadcast. The Nashville broadcast are just like, yep, there it is. There's the, <laughs> there's the fourth guy. But nobody had hopped over the bench yet. Uh, so yeah, pretty, pretty wild call. I was... I was pissed off, obviously, but yeah, it, it, it's crazy. And like I said, it, it, it's blowing up. So if you haven't seen it, uh, our Instagram and our Twitter both have it. It's wild. It's wild. It's been like, I don't know, 20 minutes since it happened. I haven't, I haven't calmed down, but it's, uh, what a call. It was weird. What a, what I, a thought call. I, couldn't, I thought I couldn't see the guy, but then on the replay, I saw him jumping over, but they just showed the replay like once, and I couldn't really see when they blew the whistle. But yeah, when you watch it again and again, it was like, yeah, Nobody, the guy, nothing happened. The play <laughs> wasn't there. The guy wasn't on the ice yet. Yeah, and the whistle was blown. Uh, yeah, so weird. And obviously, and then I guess a block shot right to, right to Matt Duchesne gets a yeah. second and finishes it in OT. That's we, brutal. We talked about it a couple episodes ago. I don't know when exactly it was. Maybe three or four episodes ago, but. Uh, bringing in the ref accountability where they have, you know, a couple minute press conference after the game to, dis- to you know, dissect anything that happened during the game. Perfect time for this. Because, yeah. like, what the fuck are you seeing? Especially yeah. the, the the penalty with two minutes left in regulation was also too many men. Now, it was a good call. They had six guys in the offensive zone. Yeah. But back-to-back too many men call. Uh, just in overtime, too. Everything, you know, just like in playoffs, everything mainly slides in overtime. And the fact that he just pulls this one out of his pocket and, and chucks in a too many too many men. At first, I thought it was on Nashville because I was like, okay, there's nothing on the abs. And it was like Ranton was like curling around to go up up the ice on basically like a breakaway because Nashville was changing. And I was like, why the fuck do you blow that down? Like, I guess because it's a power play, sure. And it turned out it was on the abs. And to make matters even like the worst case scenario, it was never a penalty. Yeah. But... Yeah, too bad they can't uh, challenge it or something because it was it was whack. Yeah, like, like having over the game. or something. But uh, yeah, the other thing that wildly happened is this video with uh, 
um, Kodak Black going around. I guess he was at, I think, the the Florida game, I believe. Yeah, he was at the Panthers game. And I guess the one of the one of the uh, cameramen just like pan over to his his suite that he's sitting in it looks <laughs> like it's just him and and maybe one other person and, and like maybe it's a like security guard or something but the lady is bent over and he is right behind her <laughs> and it's, and the camera quickly pans away but it's like it's there for a good five seconds and yeah, the, ca- oh, hey. the, the, ca- the caption on the original video is, I think Kodak, Kodak found something better to do at the Panthers game. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's... Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I it's on Instagram? It's on fa- uh, Twitter is where I've seen it. Oh, um, my God. Luongo, or like Luongo's like Strombone account, retweeted it. Um, <laughs> it says, PA announcer, please keep keep your eyes on the puck at all times. Everyone, okay. <laughs> Kodak says, honey, turn around. It's not safe. <laughs> you gotta keep your eye on the puck, babe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Paul Bissonette also retweeted it saying, spoke to a few team representatives from the Panthers, and apparently the young lady in Kodak's box lost a contact lens, and he was kind enough to help her look for it. So... <laughs> Uh, it's it's going around everywhere and it's uh... <laughs> oh my gosh I see it <laughs> that's hilarious yeah so incredible. wild time wild time in the hockey world uh, incredible thanks for the pardon Trump yeah <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ yeah who knows? Anyway, but, holy shit. Yeah, we delayed the podcast. Didn't see that one coming. Accidental, like, half an hour, and then it turned into an hour, but fuck, yeah. I saw that video as we were recording the intro, so if you hear a laughter behind Ty's intro, that's from, that's what it's from. But yeah, fuck, we, got a, we got a lot of crazy. hockey news to come into this week, but, you know, I had to get that out of the out of the way first. No, fair enough. I want to start with uh, old Kaner, Vander yeah, Kane. Yeah, you know, Back in the news again. <laughs> Back in the news. Gets his contract terminated with the Sharks. He's done. Uh, goes through waivers, and it looks like he's signing with the Oilers. I don't think I've seen any confirmed reports, but uh, Tim Peel, the uh, the old NHL ref who got canned because his hot mic was picked up for uh, saying he wanted to get a penalty out early. Yeah, ironically enough, uh, has he's the one that's been basically like following the story and leaking the story. So, based on Tim Peel's reports, uh, Evander Kane is an Oiler, and that did not take long at all. Sweet. And Ken Holland, the GM of the Oilers, said, you know, he's all about giving guys second chances, so figured he'd give Evander Kane his second, 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 second chance at uh, Redemption. Yep. <sighs> what, do you, what do you think? I you don't know. I don't, I don't think, like, anything happens because of it. I think, like, what like what actually happened? He lost, like, a couple million bucks on the last Is he going to be... Well, what's he going to sign there for? Probably, like... like nothing? Yeah, probably one year, two million bucks, whatever they can fit under the cap. Uh, um, like he plays with McDavid. Oh, one hundred percent. The dude can fucking score goals. Like he's gonna. Is he still banned goal. from the league? Like what the hell is going on there? Like wasn't he like suspended by the league? No, I, uh, I don't know. I can't remember anymore. I, here, I got one for you. I read that he got his contract terminated by the Sharks, and it's like, and it's the reason was because. AHL it's protocols, right? Yeah, AHL COVID protocols. Yeah. So what the fuck was he doing? That was that where he did the card? 
No, he no, did, he had the, he had the another COVID thing, thing. Yeah, the COVID thing with the sharks, and he probably was doing something that unvaccinated people aren't allowed to do based on the AHL protocols. Oh, okay, guys. Gotcha. He probably just didn't give a fuck. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, he played five games. He hasn't played a game in the NHL yet. He's played five games in the AHL, had eight points. But I mean, yeah, like from a strictly like hockey stamp standpoint, it's a great signing from the Oilers. If you know, if the player was just not Evander Kane, but had Evander Kane's skill set and stuff. Like, this is exactly what the Oilers need. But, like, it's Evander Kane. Like, you don't think he's going to cause any more problems? Especially in Yeah, they're going to make it to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup, and he's going to bet against them, and he's going to, like, <laughs> throw the game. Make himself some real Skrilla. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, al- allegedly. Uh, yeah, that's a bummer. That's weird. Um... I don't know if I like it because no. just because it's just been too too often too too much. It's been for this guy. a day since he was con- like terminated, right? Like nothing besides yeah. losing a bit of money, like and con- like I mean a bit of money. It's a lot of a lot of money, but like he he doesn't learn anything from this. He played a couple games in the AHL, and, and I guess they're really struggling, eh? Oh yeah, I knew they weren't doing well, but yeah, the Oilers he- are two six and two in their last ten. They've dropped all the way to sixth. Yeah, they lost. A, they've dropped a sixth in the Pacific. They're behind the Sharks. Good God! Yeah, I mean, yeah, they got a not by much. Hand, Sorry, yeah, but but still, <laughs> technically, they are. Dang. Um, how about? Oh, I, I don't want to change. Are we changing yet? We can. I mean, like I said, from a, from a hockey standpoint, it's a pretty decent pickup for Edmonton. You know, they're. They were looking at ways most likely to improve their team based on trade and stuff. and Essentially, just a waivers pickup. And if it's a one-year deal, then it's a great hockey investment. It's just like the guy's a clown. Yeah. Can he even fly into Canada with with no vaccination from the States? <laughs> I don't believe so. It's a yeah. Bertuzzi situation, so I don't think so. Yeah, right? Yeah, I don't know. Good question. I would imagine yeah. not. Yeah, I have no idea how that will work. They make them get vaxxed. <laughs> I never, I never even thought of that until right now. But like, you have to be vaccinated to enter Canada. Yeah, well, I guess I mean they'll have to get things in order. Maybe I guess maybe it'd be different if he has like a work visa or something like that. Or I guess he's Canadian. Would it be? Is he? Yeah, he's from Vancouver. That's, di- that's different. No, that's different. Then I know he's from Van. Yeah, he played for the. I read somewhere that the I read somewhere Vancouver might look at getting him. It was a hundred percent because he's from Vancouver. Well, that's what I figured. Because he, yeah, he's been in like the Vancouver well, talks it, for a while. I know he played um, in the Giants, and that's or sorry, Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he won a championship there, didn't he? he was kind of like the star, wasn't he? He was definitely the star. I don't know about yeah. the championship, but yeah, he had. Oh, I thought he, I thought he won. I don't know, maybe not. They could have. He played. He played seventeen playoff games in his last year with the Giants, so it's definitely possible. He had forty-five pims in the WHL in that playoffs. Seventeen games, <laughs> forty-five pims, fifteen points. Stud. Stud. Jesus Christ. Probably went out with a bang. If they didn't win the, in the finals, they probably just fucking shellacked everybody. Probably went out every night and just gambled his face <laughs> off. Jeez. But yeah. Yo, uh, simultaneous goals in the fucking Leafs and the Penguins oh, game. Shit. That's crazy. Exact same time. This looks nuts. Everyone's skating to the bench right now. Same time. Malkin and... Who do we got? Is it a stud? Oh, Did Malkin score fuck? again? Who the fuck is that? Looks like it. Walking in... Oh, just beauty. Oh, what a weird tip in front. Tips are a little flutter. Oh, over. yeah. Circling his prey and a little hip. How you doing? That's a funny one. Fuck, we can jump to that right away, right now then. Evgeny Malkin makes his season debut after uh, 
offseason sur- sur- surgery, and oh, yeah. uh, he's already got two tucks, and the game's not over yet. They're still in the second period. Yeah, team's playing with some fire. I didn't realize that this was his first game. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Second goal tonight. G Heeper. Is that a boy Malkin? Yeah, his first one was an absolute snipe from like the top of the circles. This one a beautiful tip and flutter, but I still take credit ever since I showed him last year. He's just been on fire. So <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. Yeah, especially um, like he's getting a bit older, so knee surgery might slow him down a little bit, but you know, he's he's got a good shot and that's that nothing has to do with the knee there, so And he's such a tank, yeah, he's so good just getting that puck, keeping it. Yeah. He's just yeah, he's, great with it. I mean, the pens have been a bit of like an unlikely story this year. They've they've they're fucking won like I think they won like ten or eleven in a row. They just lost, but um they're twenty nine and five. And I mean any team that has this elite second line center, basically a a first a first line center but plays on their second line, that's just gonna do wonders for them. Like if they can keep getting this goaltending from Tristan Jari that like nobody expected coming to this year. I was year. gonna just gonna say who saw that coming. Yeah, Holy not shit. a single person. If yeah, they did, they're nuts. lying or they're a time traveler. It's the only two explanations. And yeah, I mean they're they're on fire right now. Yeah, pretty incredible stuff. They can't win uh, in a shootout, but you know, other than that, they're winning everything else. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, Gold Knights? How about them Knights? They got. Jack Eichel come oh, back. Oh yeah, Jack Eichel sk- skated this morning in a non-contact jersey. Um, looks, looks. You know, he's he's just the nice thing about having his his neck surgery is that he can get his legs up to speed a lot quicker than you know like any other surgery. Like if it was like a Malkin surgery, like a knee surgery, he just puts on a no-contact jersey, just doesn't swivel his head around too much, doesn't probably doesn't use his back too much, doesn't want to like you know arch down, but he can get his legs going, which would be nice. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see how long it takes. I think there was an article today came out about how he's just got to, you know, pace himself and and slowly get into it. And especially when he, like, is feeling ready to come back, he's going to take a, f- a few games to get his legs going, definitely. He's been out for almost a year. And, you know, not not a minor surgery in the, in the least. So, um, but, I mean, yeah, it'd be awesome. It just, you know, as an Avs fan, I don't want to see it because, you know, the Golden They're Knights are, like, gonna be one of the so biggest good, targets. Man. But, Holy he's wild. Shit. It's gonna be it's gonna be incredible to see him play, and it's uh, I mean just on a personal level, it's it's great to see him get back to health because you know Jack Eichel's a beauty. Just to think of how fucking fun it's gonna be for him to be the star in that city yeah. is, um, and to to get there after all the career he's had, and then get there and be like right in right like a like a favorite, yeah, a Stanley Cup favorite. No, like right off the bat, like what a what a flip of the switch. So. Yeah, really, really happy for him. Can't wait to see what that and and like, dude, the series and the playoffs are gonna be so good. This season's been had had some headaches as like they kind of all have since COVID, but um, once we, I mean, usually, did we have any delays last year because of COVID? Any delays in games? Yes, a few, right? There was a few. There was a few teams that got shut down, um, for like a, a fair amount of period of time, but nothing. Yeah. It seemed like a lot more like team based things and like teams were canceled or postponed for like two weeks as opposed to this year. It's been a lot of like this game here, this game here, this game here, like a couple games here, like one game here, one game here. And it's just not like it's not set to a specific team. But as we get to the, the race and the end of the year and as we get to the, the playoffs, just like fuck these teams, them loading up with him is going to make their series so good. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's all good. That was uh, basically where I was ending it. But yeah, I mean. 
when you're getting a guy like Jack Eichel, we haven't really seen Jack Eichel perform on a team that's really been a contender, right? He's always been on the Sabres who have, you know, they've started off decent in a couple of seasons, but they've never been, you know, a contender or like ever really pushed for a, a playoff spot, especially once it comes to like, you know, January, February, the last like few seasons they've been, you know, into November, they've been like winning the division and same as this year, you know, the, the Sabres always start off strong. But uh, it'd be good to see him on an actual contender and, you know, actually get his hopes up a little bit. Like, you know, have, have good spirits because when you're losing fucking 45, 50 games a season, it's probably pretty hard to keep that mojo going. And for a guy like him, who's basically have the entire franchise on his shoulders, it'll be nice to, you know, now he's got Petrangelo, Theodore, Leonard, Stone, fucking everybody around him that kind of oh, carries the load a little bit as well. And Chandler Stevenson's a f- fairly decent... He's like, he's I was going to say him, too. Yeah, I think he's a, he's a top-end second-line center. I don't, he's 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 okay at controlling the 1C, but him dropping down to 2C as well, it's going to be wild. We'll see what they do with the cap when uh, when he comes back. They're going to shed a, a, a few dollars, basically his entire salary, to get him there. But they'll figure it out. They're Vegas. Uh, but moving on, to speaking of Vegas, uh, we had a... Eichel take the ice, and we had uh, a Vegas legend also take the ice for the first time in Vegas. Marc-Andre Fleury returns to Vegas for the first time uh, as a member of the Blackhawks now. Leads the Hawks to a 2-1 victory. Gotta feel great for him yeah. to, to, to get his to get the victory in his, his okay. first game back. Makes 30 saves. Uh, and then, fucking funny enough, Alan Walsh, the... Uh, yeah, uh, his agent, you know, not uh, not afraid of the spotlight, not afraid of some crazy opinions and, and to get his opinions out there. But he tweeted out that Mark Andre Fleury is the first goalie to beat all thirty two teams. Yeah, uh, turns out that is not correct. Not even close. No way. Uh, <laughs> he's the sixth. <laughs> um, oh, I, I yeah. Sorry, I was paying attention. I thought I knew there was more, but yeah. I didn't know he said that. Holy he said shit. he was the first, um, and a lot of people were like, "Oh my god, that's crazy." A lot of people are like, no, he's he's not. Because a lot of people have already beat Vegas, and then they beat Seattle this year to be to be the first ones. I know Markstrom's done it. I can't remember the other ones, but yeah, he's the sixth to do it. But still, you know, cool to beat all 32 teams, just definitely not the first. <clears throat> I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about, about uh, Flurry, but... Flurry, Flower, no, that was cool. That was awesome. Glad yeah. to see him win. Got a nice um, shout-out, obviously, as as every returning player does nowadays. But um, you could tell, you know, he, he built that team. You know, when there wasn't a lot of hope, especially, like, right after the expansion draft, it was like, like, we have Flurry. Like, yeah. That was, like, the one thing that all Vegas fans kind of, like, rallied around, especially in their first season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, we have Marc-Andre Flurry, And, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a staple of that organization forever because of how he helped build that franchise to the, the hype and everything that it is right now. Yeah. And yeah, I think, I think he'll, he'll never be forgotten in Vegas. That's for sure. No, well said, we'll put, but, uh, well, switch, I, sorry, just switching. You, you said shout out. Do you want to do, you want to do uh, Zachary Foucault? Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. Foucault. Fuck. Foucault. Um, yeah, Fukali sets the, uh, I was going to go to a different goalie, but we can do that right after. That's not a Shit, yeah. Um, yeah. set the record for the longest shutout to uh, start a career as a goalie. 138 minutes and 31 seconds, which is just over two games, but he didn't get two straight shutouts because he had a, his first game was a shutout against the Red Wings. And then he came in as a relief for, I don't know how long, probably a period and a half. 
Um, and then this game he lasted until, I believe, the se- late second uh, against Minnesota. But yeah, 138 minutes, 31 seconds. Oddly enough, the first goal that went in when he was playing was an own goal because Haglin passed the puck back on a delayed, pen- on a delayed penalty, went into their own net. Doesn't kill his streak, obviously, because he wasn't in net. But funny enough that that's the first goal that goes into his net when he's playing a goal in the NHL. <laughs> yep. And it also Classic. killed it also killed the the possibility of getting back to back shutouts in his first two starts. But um, they ended up losing the game in a shootout anyways. But yeah, congrats to him. It's been a he was drafted in twenty. Either I think it was twenty thirteen. I think he was drafted with McKinnon and Druin because they all played for Halifax. Dang. I did not like him as a prospect. I thought he was just riding their coattails of Halifax because Halifax was so good that year. And he only had yeah. like a 902, 903 save percentage in the queue that year. And yeah, I really didn't like him as a prospect. And he went in the early second to Montreal. Spent some time in the ECHL, the AHL now, and now in the NHL. We'll see if it stays. I don't know. Maybe he's, he's changed a lot. I, my, my prediction of him being a bust was was very good until about three weeks ago. Uh, now he's kind of <laughs> lit the world on fire, but um, I believe he got absolutely smoked in the game last night against the Bruins. I think he started against the Bruins, and the Bruins put up four or five on him, and then Vanacek came in. He gave up another three. But, uh, yeah, we'll see if he sticks around. You know, he kind of got the opportunity because all of Washington's goalies were injured or on the COVID list or both uh the last month month and a half so we'll see if he sticks and kind of what goes on from there but either way he's got a record in the nhl and congrats to him yeah beauty beauty start that's for sure who's the other goalie tuca tuca's back shit of course tuca's back in boston he signed a um a pto i don't know when it was like a week ago i don't even know if he played in the ahl but he's officially signed a one-year one million dollar prorated deal um, so his official cap is a million dollars. So he'll get about 550 ish, uh, in actual cash. If he signed an actual $1 million deal now, it would be like a 1.8 on the, on the cap and Boston just doesn't have that. So, um, a one year, $1 million full, no move. So he's not going to get traded. That would be funny if he didn't sign a no move and Boston shipped him out somewhere. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, we needed, we needed a second. So we traded you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no move. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with their goalie dynamic because they had um, Jeremy Swayman and uh, Linus Olmark. Olmark was the guy that came over from Boston on like the four or five year deal. Yeah. So now with Tuca in the mix, I don't know what'll happen. I mean, I think if you're talking to like Bruins fans, they probably want to give the net to Olmark because they wanted to give it to fucking Swayman last year over Rask. But yeah. it's Tuca fucking Rask. Yeah. Like if he gets his game fine tuned and stuff, like they once again, it's just like the Pens gaining Malkin. Like the Bruins just gained a huge asset if he can get his game back to where he was. And it was it was for free. It was like <laughs> cheap as shit. Yeah, I think a lot of people knew that he was he wanted to go there just there. Like Oh yeah, yeah, it was hundred percent it was Boston or North. It was Boston or Bust for sure. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I, I kind of would rather him do it than not, just because I like I like watching him. He's just so good. He's great. And and like, uh, they're already doing pretty good, right? Like they're already they're yes. in the bubble. They're they're in. They're not in the bubble. They're in. They're ahead of um, 
Oh my god, Red Wings are that close to them? Oh no, they got a bunch more games in hand. Yeah, they got games in hand on basically everybody. Like they got six games in hand on Tampa. <laughs> yeah. They're they're thirteen points back, so they're not catching up to them, but yeah, they're four points ahead of Detroit, but they also have four in hand, so it's uh, those top four is it's kinda now Detroit's fallen off now and it that Atlantic division is getting to where exactly how we thought it was gonna go. And that was Florida, Tampa, Toronto, and Boston being miles ahead of Detroit, Buffalo, Ottawa, and Montreal. And it's kind of now after 30 to 38 games, it's, it's finally settled into that, that mold. And the, the, that division is back to restore to normal. <laughs> I called it. I got that one right in my preds, my predictions. Oh, the top four. Yeah. Nice. My, for, for once I'll take yeah. that. Did I get the rest? No. Uh, we don't talk about the rest we talk about the ones we got right no of course just like my hot take that montreal would finish the bottom of this division and they are in the bottom right now oh hard in the bottom i did hear that price is getting closer to coming back don't know what that means that's all i read but nice something i mean it's something they need something one one game in the last 10 it would help uh you think you can come back and they can just like turn it all around no chance. They can run it at even with place. even with playoff price from last year. No chance. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, what about uh, Canucks? Did we do we cover if we if they can come back? We did. They we did covered a, it last week. Did a pretty fun um, good job. Finally they, lost. Yeah, they finally lost. Uh, they lost row, again right? tonight. Yeah, oh, they won shit. eight in a row. And then since we talked about it, I think they've. Don't think they've won. Hey oh. Hey. <laughs> but it's perfect. It's perfect for them. They went on the their East trip. It was basically a slaughter fest. Um, as expected, or is going is is currently a slaughter fest as expected, and that's great because you know you don't want to give the the Canucks management a, too much glimpse of hope of making the playoffs because then they just run with that, and we've seen it with Jim Benning that he doesn't know how to sell. Um, and I think we I've also heard reports that kind of confirm what we talked about last week that um, Yaroslav Halak is is kind of on the trade market. They're looking to see what they can get out of him. Which is genius. He's got a million and a half bucks coming in bonuses next year, so it saves that cap. He's old. It's a perfect trading piece. Um, and it's nice to see that, that Rutherford is, is sticking to his guns of selling as, as the right idea. Oh, speaking of legends coming back to their old team, Nick Lidstrom. Yeah. Back, but... back with the Red Wings. Not the play. He's not he's not pulling a Yager or anything. He's not shooting up this time. No. <laughs> uh he's hired as the, the vice president of hockey operations with the Detroit Red Wings. Him and Iserman are controlling the ship from uh no longer the ice but from the press box and we'll see what he does there. Well, I don't know. It's fucking Nick Lindstrom. How do you how do you not love that move? <laughs> like how much yeah, damage does he cause? It's, <laughs> it's Nick Lindstrom and Steve Eiserman at the at the fucking table. Like yeah. that's so fucking crazy to think. Let man, like after their dynasty run back in the day, like who would ever thought they'd be they'd be at the helm of the organization, both of them. Yeah. Like way later on. Very, very cool story there. Especially with this team seemingly gaining so much momentum right now. At least yearly. Yeah, I mean yeah. I mean they they won't uh they won't make the playoffs this year most likely as they've kind of fallen off, but you can they see that you can see that yeah, you can see the team they're building and and it's definitely working. Like they started off the season pretty hot, but they've got two Calder candidates, two Calder front runners. Yeah, they're building. They're building. A, they're building a good team in, in Detroit. And the future's bright. That division is is built, but uh, 
you know, that that's good for them that, you know, they see right in front of them what they have to get to and what kind of level they need to achieve in order to compete in the league. And what better to do it in a division with Boston, Toronto, Tampa, and Florida, just four juggernauts. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I had, oh, I got a question for you. Hit me. I'm basically setting you up for failure, but uh, who leads the league in rookie goal scoring? Not, oh, point, fu- not points, goals. Not points, goals. Yeah. Um. I fucking. Hold on. You're not getting it. I'm sorry. I'm never gonna. <laughs> is it? Is it b- bun- bunting? Benching? No. Bun- Shit. That's a random hill, Mary. Is it Raymond? No. He's second. Is it Zegris? No. Third. Shit. Okay. Fuck. Who is it? It's uh. So the names behind him, basically all the rookies, you'd probably. No, Lucas Raymond, Zegris, Mercer, uh, Jonathan Dolan, Anton Lundell, Michael Bunting, Alex Newhook, Vasily Podkolzin, Seth Jarvis, uh, the guy yeah. leading the way, Tanner Janot. What? Yeah, Nashville Predator. He's got 12 goals. He scored his 12th this year, or tonight, uh, against the Avs. Had no idea he was a rookie. Had no idea who he was coming into the season. I just thought he was like an AHL guy. They probably spent 30 years in Milwaukee, and he probably is. Yeah, he's 24. He's a, yeah, probably a classic Nashville uh, guy where he just spends all his time in the minors. I guess he played 15 games last year, so he's he's uh, on the age cusp and the games plays cusps, cusp of uh, of still being a rookie. But yeah, he's a he chucks his fucking weight around. He's got 64, uh, 62 pims this season. Damn, uh, 12 goals leads the way. Um, Raymond has 10, I believe. He's nowhere. Like, I mean, Raymond has thirty points. Zegers has twenty-seven. Cider has twenty-three. Janot is now twenty-three as well. But shout out to fucking Tanner Janot for hell of a good start to a rookie season. And I wonder. I don't even think he was on the Calder odds to start with. And <clears throat> he's putting together a good rookie campaign. You know, even if if nothing else happens this year. Yeah, he's got, no he's got a team. So how many points does he have then? Does he have any apples? Twenty-three. Yeah, he's got like twelve and eleven. I think. Think he creeps into uh, he could creep into the Calder conversation. Uh, like what if he put up like thirty maybe. goals? I mean, yeah, he definitely could if he keeps going. It's just like with Raymond Zegers and Cider, it'd be tough. Yeah, it is tough. Uh, he was not in the top like fifteen or twenty that I have for the preseason uh, Calder vote or Calder yeah. uh, odds. Man, how about uh, I'm just looking at this now? How about Cole Caulfield? He's got one goal this season. I mean, Montreal is not scoring, so he's got like nothing around him. But, uh, damn. <laughs> yeah, oh. dude, is a surprise. Poor bastard. But I mean, like, I don't know. You can't play hockey there right now. That's for damn sure. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna switch uh, switch topics, but that's that's not a worry. No, give her. I just I just was muted. Um, Apple Burger Van, fucking Mark Burge Van. Hired as a senior advisor to the GM as the uh, for the Los Angeles Kings, fresh off of the Montreal, he gets to go from Montreal to the Kings just like Philip Deneau. Uh He signs as this year one year deal as a senior advisor to the GM. Like I said, uh, it also looks like he has a three year deal lined up to be the assistant GM starting next season. So it looks like in the off season he's going to merge into an assistant GM role. But for now, I guess they're probably just paying him so that he gets locked up. Uh, for the remainder of the season, and nobody picks him up for, for the rest of the season and gives him a bigger contract. That's Burger Van. Yeah, Burger Van. Yeah, sweet. 
Okay. Why not? Fair enough. He's got to be happy there, right? Is that bad? Oh, is that I'm sure weird? he is. He's probably fucking loving it after all the stoked, things that he's done man. in Montreal. The fact he gets another job is... <laughs> it shows that the hockey is a fucking boys club, but... Hey, do what you gotta do. Yeah, I know. What a place to play, though. It must be fun as Oh, shit. yeah. Oh, Anywhere man. in California, playing hockey there, that's... Shorts to the game every... The entire season, like... A decent, decent fan base, and... You know, then if you know, on your off days, you're like, oh, let's just go check out the Lakers, the Clippers, the fucking uh, the Rams, the yeah, fucking Chargers. Like, goddamn, <clears throat> yeah, LA life is uh, not a struggle. That's for sure. I don't think they uh, they mind paying the extra little bit of taxes. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, we have to talk about Kucherov coming back after his injury. Thirty-two games in absence. He puts up a two-assist game on on his return, and then tonight he gets a hattie. Fucking five points in three games since his return, and he just uh, you know when he comes back and when he's in the lineup, it just it just shows how much of a fucking powerhouse the Lightning are. Yeah, and it's just like he they don't really like need him to be back, but like when he comes back, it's just <laughs> it's it's a cheat code. Oh yeah, dude, that team is still stacked. They're like so good. Yep. Yeah, they lose their entire third line in the offseason. Doesn't matter. No. Not really. <laughs> no. They got another they got four first lines. Like what's gonna <laughs> what's gonna happen? Like, god damn it. Great defense, the best goal in the world. Like Vassy, of course. Just, yeah. just an absolute embarrassment of riches on that team. But hey, you know, they're going for a three peat and it'll be tough. Everybody's got their eyes on them, but I mean I can fully see it happening. Like who yeah, might have doubt? Who might have doubt? Fucking the lightning in these days. Like exactly, how, you how? can't. If they were to turn it on, like yeah, would you? Would it, could you all be surprised? Not really. Yeah, they could win fifty be. in a row to end the season. I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. <sighs> Good thing they're in the east. Our teams are in the west. Keep them out there. We'll see them in the end if they get. Yeah, there. fuck, dude. <laughs> I didn't want to think about it. What a, what a time. Yeah. I get kicked out of the playoffs by the Ducks on a regular basis, right? <laughs> and if the playoffs were today, it'd be like that too. Yeah, man, that would be <laughs> that actually be a great series now. It would be now because they're such shaking up teams and there's so much life in both of them at least at the moment, especially fucking An- especially Anaheim. Sorry, I'm gonna wave my mic. Oh, Goudreau versus Egress action. Yeah, that'd man. be sick. Yeah, yeah, the goalie showdown would be good. It would all be good. Yeah, yeah, the goalies would be un- unbelievable, and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. Fucking, uh, there's a lot of fucking good matchups right now. If if everything ended right now, be hard I, to find I, a I just bad started matchup. seeing those like those posts, and yeah, I get so fired up. I'm like, oh, like a, a fucking playoff series of that. Plus that time of year, so fucking warm and nice out. And, like, the days are so long, and you just spend half of them <laughs> with just hockey on every yeah. channel. It's the best. It's like it should be all year, but it's... <laughs> the uh, Yeah, I mean, the the thing with having so many superstars just spread across the league, it, it adds so much depth to the league, but it also it just it's so easy to find matchups from any two teams playing against each other. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's so easy to sell any matchup. Like, if the NHL was any good at marketing the league this league would blow up and not like the way it's blowing up from this abs, uh, too many men call. <laughs> yeah. Fucking a, but, 
you know, it's not all it's not all positives in the NHL right now. Klingberg, Klingberg has uh, is a UFA coming up this season or at the end of the season. Sorry, um, his contract talks have apparently stalled, and he's asked for a trade out of Dallas. Which, in my opinion, for guys that could be rentals this season, he could be the best bang for the buck of any rental. I think he's in a in a current system in Dallas where he's not allowed to shine and his his strengths aren't really showcased or allowed to pop off in, in Rick bonuses, bonuses. Yeah. Bonus. Fuck. It sounded so weird. Um, in, in his style of play, but for, for the price that you're going to get him for because of, you know, because of his, his, uh, his downward trend a little bit, I think he's going to go to a new team and just unload an absolute offensive defensive and the way he played like a couple of years ago. Uh, Cause it's basically ever been ever since bonus has come in, his numbers have tanked and his, his kind of skills have tanked. But I mean, I think, I think any team that picks him up, if they got the right structure and stuff, phew, sky's the limit for this guy. And it's not going to cost you a lot. Yeah. I concur. Well put. <laughs> uh, speaking of Rick bonus, um, he had a little bit of a meltdown on the bench. The uh, kind of funny. Just like his team had a meltdown on the ice, they were up one nothing with like a minute to play and couldn't even get a point out of it because they gave up <clears throat> two goals, both power play goals because they fucking gave up gave up a power play goal but had a delayed penalty at the same time. So the guy comes out of the box, new guy goes in the box. St. Louis scores again, and bonus grabs a couple twigs, snaps them across the wall or uh, the the backboards screaming at the ref gets to find 25k and yeah the refs are fucking invincible in this league so yeah i don't get it great meltdown though it was a good one but uh so i guess no one says anything to the media after too because i just get fined no you're gonna get fined yeah 100 percent. yeah even like the nhl has like they had a memo come out i think it was like beginning of december end of november something like that they didn't publicize it or anything. They just sent it to all the teams talking about if there's any um, shit, basically shit talking of the refs, any insights that you don't think the refs did a good job or yada, yada, any of this stuff, it's going to be an automatic fine to the team. They didn't put it out like anywhere in the public. It just got sent to the teams to be, you know, under the, under the radar a little bit, obviously it got out, but um, under the radar, they don't want the, you know, they don't want people shitting on their league, even though the refs have no accountability. But, yeah, you know, big bonus, twenty five k, money well spent. Fucking break a couple more sticks. Dang, crazy. That's too bad because that shit's. I mean, that shit's. I mean, it's not great, but the emotion's okay. Like, I remember the yeah. fucking how, how good the shit the some flipouts are. Like the all time flipouts in hockey, like incredible. Like Jim played that fan. one. That one guy who yelled at the refs, he's like in the hallway, he's like, You fat pig! You fat he's pig! Like, Have another donut! <laughs> Have another donut, you fat pig! It's so <laughs> funny, man. There's like guys holding him back and he's just like throwing these chirps. Oh man, and then there's like, Who went, uh, who threw the bench onto the ice? Jim, uh. Didn't Don Cherry do a big one too? Someone threw a back. Um, Jim so through a garbage like, bin of sticks. That was a good one. I think Jim Playfair threw like thirty sticks on the ice. I can't remember. He was also the bench though. Um, oh my god! And then there's that goalie. Wasn't it Milk when like he lost the game and he like 
flips out in the hallway, and then Huck, it might have been AHL or something. He hucks this like it looks like a, it looks like a big thing of milk, and it just explodes under the ice. Like, oh, what? It's a good one. Fuck, it's a goalie flip out. I can't remember why. I know, I know, Rask's flip out from uh, from like losing. He just like snaps a stick along the boards and chucks everything over the glass. But uh, yeah, the, the funny the, the funny thing with uh, Jim Playfair's oh. iconic rant. I think it was AHL. Um, but he snaps a couple sticks over the over the over the boards, chucks the broken ends onto the ice. But in the background, the guy holding them back and like holding his jacket and everything, Jared Bednar, the Avs head coach. No way. Yeah, back in their <laughs> back in their time with the uh, fucking was it Abbotsford Heat, Stockton Heat, something like that. Um, yeah, <laughs> Jim, the 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 call on that as well. Jim Playfair's lost his mind, something like that. Just uh. Just loses it, and Jared Bednar just hasn't changed a single bit. Just extremely calm all the time. His team gets absolutely fucked in the ass, and it's just like, you know what? I don't like the call. And it's just like he doesn't do anything. Like it's sometimes it's annoying because you like stand up for your fucking boys, but at the other time it's just like okay, he's he's calm and stuff. But <laughs> wild scenes. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get any like crazy freakouts anymore. I, well, no, I mean like it's gone, but it's like. Especially, yeah, with, especially with that, that donut story when the the fucking teams and the refs left at the exact same fucking exit. I don't think that's happening anymore. Oh, my God. They're going to have the same that, shoot. I love that one. You can hear him so clear. It's, yeah. like, so loud. It kills me every time. Um. Anyway, we probably Man, can move on. Go, oh, back, uh, go ahead. I randomly blurted it into my head, and I think it just it just happened, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 1,700 for Jumbo Joe. Yes. So I was that shit. So boom. And uh, Voracek a thousand. Oh, I remember boy. that because Yager had was in a nice, nice part of that video, and he was saying, "Hey, congrats on a on a thousand there, games, uh, Jakey, but uh, you need seven hundred more to catch me." <laughs> Fucking Yogs. But yeah, beauty. Jumbo Joe seventeen hundred. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, man, it, it's, it's crazy that I like. I thought he'd never leave the Sharks. For like the longest time, yeah. I was like, "Yeah, he'll be, he'll be there forever." And then when he finally left, he went to Toronto. It was so, it was so weird to see him in that jersey, and then to see him keep going, keep switching. It's like, pardon me, uh, it's crazy. It's still weird to see him in a Florida jersey. It's so weird, yeah. So weird, but like, I love it. I think it's great, especially with like Florida. You like a lot of the times, unless their names like Alexander Barkov or Huberto, it's like you watch a Florida game and it's like, man, I forgot this guy was playing in Florida. Like Sam Reinhart, like unreal. And, like, never hear about him because he's playing in Florida. Had an unreal yeah. tip tonight. Tipped it from, like, he was basically standing at the left post. His stick was fully outstretched even farther left, and it went into the right side of the net. It was incredible. And, uh, yeah, you don't you just don't hear about him anymore. But a guy who's thriving out of Buffalo. But, yeah, congrats Damn. to Jumbo. 1,700, that is, that is so many fucking games. That's basically, like, if you played 20 straight seasons with no injuries... But 82 straight games, you would almost be there. Yeah, it's fucked. And, I mean, we've had lockout, half a lockout, essentially half a lockout from COVID. Like, he's missed two seasons of games just yeah. from from league reasons and, and world reasons. So <clears throat> he could be at fucking 1,900 right now. <laughs> like, it's wild to think. <laughs> yeah, and, like, look at him, too. Like, 
Oh yeah, he's... he looks like he could be in a home. <laughs> like when you just see his face, you're like, holy shit, who let this guy on the ice? He's but, gonna be no, the, he's I... gonna be the guy for commercials on and like and uh, things that get sent out to athletes. Like, hey, like make sure you save your money during your career because if you waste all your money during the career, you're gonna look like this guy, and it's just gonna be Joe Thornton, even though he has no money problems, but he's just gonna be the photo for that guy. It's like, <clears> don't <throat> end up like this guy. He's on the streets, like. <laughs> Fucking collecting coupons. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's just living in his like multi million dollar mansion in fucking four different states he's got him in, but you know, he's got the picture of that. <clears throat> yeah, he's gotta be loving it in Florida. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, how do you not, right? You're just your team's a, a fucking monster. They look so good, man. I fucking really hope we see them in the playoffs going mono mono. That'd be Bob is back. Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky's Oh, like, yeah, he is. He's back. Bobrovsky. I was one year too late. I remember last year I said Vesna, Vesna nomination for uh, for Bobrovsky. And, I mean, his numbers aren't that great to get him there, but he's having a great year this year. And isn't, isn't, that, isn't that on the bench? Pardon me. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. He's also... I Just didn't know if he was playing the Riders. Well. Yeah. No. Good. Uh, he, he should be up. But... Um, so I was just going to go to the back to the Ducks for a sec. Yeah, please. You know, we, we, we've seen them, like, absolutely show out. And it's basically been Troy Terry and Trevor Zegras with John Gibson and Nett and everything. But, like, if you had to tell me at the beginning of the year the Ducks were going to be in this position, I 100% would have put money that um, Max Comtois, was, Max Comtois was, was breaking out this year. I, I've, I've loved him as a player and... I thought, you know, especially if, if you're going to get to this this level with the Ducks, I thought for sure he was going to be an absolute integral part of that team. He finally scored his first goal of the season this year. He's played 18 games this year. He has one goal, three assists. He's gone the exact opposite way of his team, but the Ducks have just shown out without really needing him, which is which is crazy. I never would have thought that they would be in this position and Max Comtrell would have fallen off a cliff. He was the guy that uh, that missed in a shootout for Canada, the World Juniors, and got absolutely like shit kicked because he was the captain, and he was getting like death threats and stuff. Remember that? It was like maybe four years oh, ago. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. Of course, of course. But yeah, that was him, and I mean, he was incredible that tournament. He's basically been great since. Um, but this year, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, just just wild that his team is popping off and he is dropping off. Like he had 16 goals last year in 55 games, 33 points. Like not Ooh. nothing crazy, but you know, for a Ducks team that did not score last year, 33 points in 55 games, not bad. That's like a 60-ish point season, just under 60 yeah, points season. So- and that was his sophomore year. Uh, yes, he played. That was almost his like his basically his first full year. He played 10 games as a rookie in 18-19, um, 29 games essentially as a rookie in 19-20. Uh, and then 55 games last season. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But, yeah, wild stuff. He's he's only got four points this year, and I don't know. Maybe it's just a crazy shooting slump or something, but even to have no assists, it's uh, it's crazy to think about where their team is with, without him. You're no kidding. Last few points I have here. Um, the Avs played the Leafs a couple days ago. The Leafs. Oh, yeah. Go up, go up, uh, three nothing and four one. 
and the Leafs do what the Leafs do, and the Avs come back to win 5-4 in overtime, Devontae's uh, OT winner, um, but the reason I'm bringing it up is that was the that was the franchise record for most um, wins in a row for the Avs at home. That was their 11th straight win at home. Uh, I believe they beat Seattle at home. Yes, they did. Uh, a couple nights later, I can't remember if it was at home or not, but uh, last night they beat the uh, the Kraken at home to make 12 straight home wins. Uh, also a comeback win. And then they played fucking Seattle, or not Seattle, Nashville tonight. Was down 2 nothing, And it just almost came back, but, you know, lost in overtime. But they've had some crazy comebacks the last couple of weeks, and or even just this past week. And I think it's just, uh, I mean, they lead the league with like, I think they're averaging like four and a half goals a game. It's, it's something wild. They have 23 of their 33 games. They scored four goals or more. It's just like no lead is safe with these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, 11 straight home mm-hmm. wins, right? That's still going? Yeah, 12 now with the win over Seattle. Oh, shit. But okay, 11 was the record, yeah. Damn. I mean, Cam McCarr has like 16 or 17 goals now. He had an absolute snipe tonight. McCarr McKinnon out there handling the puck is is incredible to watch, dude. Like, holy. I've never seen anything like it. Ten two of them crazy. out there, they almost look, they almost look the same. Yeah. Like it's, when they get it, it almost takes me a quick second to figure out if it's who it is, but and like Devon Taves is like an eighty-five to ninety percent version of Kale McCarr. They skate the exact same way. They basically have like the same number. They look identical. McCarr is a little bit more crazy with the puck and and crazy in a good way. I mean, like with his edges and everything. But Taves looks almost the exact same. The only difference yeah. is one's a lefty and one's a righty. That's why I can tell the difference. But. Uh. Yeah, I mean, Landy just got COVID, which as soon as the team gets healthy, boom, like four guys go out. Byram left the team due to a personal reason, so hopefully his, him and his, you know, the, you think teams guys taking personal leaves, you think about their families, so um, hopefully all the best to the Byram family if, if anything's going on there, but um, hopefully he gets back in the lineup soon, and hopefully everything with him and his him and his family is, is all right. You don't want to see guys take personal leaves, but um, obviously... If it is something related to his family or whatever it is, it, it's bigger than hockey. Hockey's just a sport. And, um, hopefully, he gets it all taken care of. I got two pieces of note. Two more pieces. Jesus fucking Christ! I got We're two more there. Pieces, pieces of notes. <laughs> notes. I don't even know how to say it for offer. I'm just gonna say pieces of notes. We got two more points here, folks. Points. Points of notes. Um, <laughs> John Merrill. He signed a one-year, seven hundred fifty thousand dollar deal with Minnesota in the off-season. Uh, he was eligible to sign an extension on January 1st because if you sign a one-year deal, you can't automatically re-sign um, a new contract. But he signed a three-year, $1.2 million deal with the Wild to stay there for three more years. Decent defenseman. I think he's probably a bottom pairing to maybe a number four guy. Um, very good defensively. Won't really give you much offensively, but um, very solid defensively. Takes a bit of too many penalties for my liking, but... Um, it's a good deal. You know, 1.2 for, for a, a steady guy like him is, is pretty solid. And I mean, he's, he's played pretty well in, in, uh, um, Jesus Christ. I can't get my teams right today. Uh, Minnesota, I believe he was part of the expansion to, to Vegas, but, uh, ever since he's got to Vegas and, and shown out a bit, he's, he's made a name for himself and he's definitely an NHLer. So, um, good, good little payday for him. Good, uh, good little contract uh, especially with the wild because they have they have the Parise and the Suter buyouts coming for the next like nine years 
but I think it's like yeah. In I don't think it's next year. I think it's the year after next and the one after that one are the two years that the buyouts are killing them. It's like ten million dollars in dead cap that they can't use. Maybe even more than that. It's Yikes. brutal. So to have a guy locked up for the next three years at one point two, you're gonna need those. You're gonna need to find all these kind of deals because. With them being like 13 or 10 or whatever the number is, um, Kaprizov's making nine and a half. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna need to find some deals. Uh, dead cap, yeah. Nope. Sorry. Um, like I said, not next year, but the year after next. So this year it's 2.3 million dollars in dead cap. Next year 6.4. The year after that 7.4. The year after that 7.4. So they have $20 million in cap, dead cap, over a three-year span. Holy and when, shit. Especially without knowing if the, the cap's going up or whatever. That That's crippling to a team that's trying to, like, that's going to be right in their window, or at least where they think their window is. They're going to have Zuccarello on a deal at $6 million, Eric and Eric, Jesus Christ, Eric Sinek at five and a quarter, um, Brodine at six, Spurgeon at seven and a half, Kaprizov at nine. Like they're gonna need these cheap cheaper deals to, to get around it. Plus ELCs, which they've got to we can talk about them. But uh, they had a couple of rookies make their NHL debuts, some highly talented, highly touted debuts. So they're gonna need those guys to come up and basically have their ELCs run through in those run during those years. In uh, Matt Boldy and uh, Marco Rossi, both made their debut same night. They both got the rookie lap treatment to, together, so that was kind of interesting to see. Uh-uh. And they look good. Boldy scored his first. You know, there was a good reaction with his dad in the crowd. That was sick. And there's a bunch of them, I think. A bunch of fan yeah, members. Yeah, a bunch of them. Very very cool, though. It was in Boston, I believe, right? Yeah, I think that's where he's from. Yeah, yeah, it is. He he played yeah. for he played for Boston University. Ugh, fucking, yeah, I can never tell or the college. Difference. Yeah, Fuck, one of the two. The only people that know the difference are people that live in Boston. <laughs> Fuck. Boston. And they yeah, also get pissed off. Pissed off when you say the wrong one. But he played for one of them. I think it was Boston College, but I might get shot for saying it too, too uh, confidently. So, <laughs> um, and then uh, Jonas Corpus, Jonas Corposalo, Corposalo, hey, absolutely robbed Nico Heischer on a one timer, stuck out the glove. Mm-hmm. He like elegantly threw himself to the left to revolve the glove save because like after he made the glove save he like slid into the post and like wobbled and stuff but huge save save of the year candidate it was with like I think like 15 or 20 seconds left in the second period tie game devil's on the power play incredible pass right on the tape he sure couldn't have fucking placed it any better it's not like he tried to go like far side it was it was piped but uh yeah huge save by Corpus Allo. absolutely deadly no, she was beautiful. Uh, did you see the, obviously the, I think it was in the Colorado game with um, Campbell? Oh, that dude, Campbell's save? save was unreal, yeah. Because, like, I was going to say both of them in, in the same week look like they were goal of the year, or save of the year candidates, pardon me. Um, look like sheer goals, like, full cage. Absolutely raw, but the, with the gloves, too. Like, it looks yeah, so nice. Yeah, full diving Superman glove save. Full-on dive, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was why I couldn't believe it, because that was, I think the game was... It was either a one or a two goal game at that point, and I was just like, "Really? Like that's what's gonna happen?" To not get them back in this game, but yeah, it was it was nice that they came back. But yeah, that was an incredible save. Vegas calls a timeout, and they score like 
15 seconds after. Jesus. I, don't know if they asked their, I think they're on the power play, but couldn't tell. Yeah, she shows all the fans, and there's just there's just a flame and a Canucks fan in the middle. Oh, but there's a little great sake <laughs> shot. Classic. Uh, I think that's yeah, all I have that, for... that team with Eichel, man. Jesus. Anyway, that's it. I was just going to say, I think that's all I really have for NHL news this week. Uh, I got a few other things we got to... We definitely have to Quirky little talk bits. about. But, um, some brutally sad news in the hockey oh, world this shit. past week. Um, the first one, it was pretty centralized to Victoria and BC and everything, but um, Grant Gilberson was a 18-year-old player playing in the Victoria Island Junior Hockey League, the VIJHL, uh, which is a junior B league for anybody not in BC. Uh, similar to like the, um, I don't even know what other leagues across the province, but um, he's playing for, for Peninsula Panthers this year. He was going to practice, uh, and we had a crazy, at least for Victoria, crazy about a week and a half, two weeks of actual winter, Canadian winter, lots of snow, then everything froze over, but he was driving to practice on, um, on, uh, on Monday, last Monday and, uh, hit a patch of ice on a, on a, on a road that is known for accidents all the time. Um, hit a patch of ice, lost control of his car, which slid into the oncoming traffic went head on collision with another car and uh was uh, was pronounced dead on the scene um just just horrible news for something that just comes completely out of the blue you know it's just a, a player making his trip to practice which he's probably done a thousand times in, in his life um and just just heartbreaking stuff um so you know thoughts and prayers go out to the gilberson family the Peninsula Panthers, that entire league, the organization, his friends, his family. Um, they had, they ended up, I think they had a game like three or four days later. Uh, game went on as planned. They had a great little ceremony in, in uh, before puck drop with the, the two teams kind of going one by one around the center circle. I, I, I can't imagine it. it it's, it's so fucking rough. Um, and you know, when, when, when things happen, you know, the hockey community is, is extremely tight. Like out of the, out of all the major sports, it's, it's one of the ones that, you know, is, is known for its, its community and, and come togetherness. And, you know, the, the Panthers kind of released the information and then, you know, the Canucks jumped in all the BCHL teams, all the VIJHL teams, like everybody like that all shared their support and everything. And I think there was a GoFundMe sent up for his family and everything, but um, just horrific stuff. And then Thursday night, um, down in Connecticut, there was a high school student, uh, Teddy Balkind, 16-year-old kid playing in a junior junior varsity hockey game Thursday. Uh, fell to the ice, just, you know, tripped up or he slipped or whatever. Um, nothing crazy. Fell to the ice. Um, one of the opposing players couldn't stop or um, slow up in time to and, and ran into him. He ended up catching a, a skate to the throat. Um, yeah. And uh, he got rushed to hospital. Unfortunately, he died from his injuries in hospital. Couldn't couldn't make it through. And it's another one. He's just... 
the kids probably played hockey for a thousand games and you know you've seen a gazillion games go on in 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 hockey's history and for this to happen to you know a 16 year old kid um it's it's like i said i can't find a better word but it's just it's just so heartbreaking and it just it uh it's tough it's so tough um and like i said the hockey community is 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 huge and in in togetherness and you know basically every nhl team sent out a note about it but you know for that family and everything like both families obviously like you know, yeah. a, a team saying their thoughts is not is not going to do much, but just just a heartbreaking and, and brutal situation and an absolute tragedy. You know, it's 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 a tragedy. I don't know what other word to explain it, but um, and I also send my thoughts out to the the kid that that caused it because obviously he wasn't meaning to do that, but now he's got to live with that for the rest of his life. That you know, it was his skate. Even though everybody's wearing skates on the ice, and the thought of this possibly happening is is there for you to be the one that that caused that obviously as an accident it's it's going to stick with that person for the rest of their life as well so my heart goes up to them um and both the both the families of the players and tough week of hockey hockey news for for kids literally kids yeah just just brutal uh but you know the one being in victoria there was Obviously, we are closer to that situation, so I saw a lot more of outpouring respects and and you know photos shared of of teammates and and, and guys he's grown up with and and people that I know have have shared things about him and it's it just makes everything feel so real, you know. Like you read a news article about somebody dying and it's just like okay, that's that's unfortunate. I feel bad, but then you see like you know it, it hitting you like literally five minutes away from my house is where it happened so you know it, it's tough and yeah like like i said we send all of our, our our thoughts prayers love to the to the families of of both kids and and everybody involved in both situations and yeah tough tough uh tough couple of days for the for the hockey community yeah condolences from the hosers for sure and i will put all around like I don't know if you want to end it there or chuck it to a piece of a lighter note that's non-hockey related, but I'm good with either. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything? I got just about the football season. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Because I don't even know much. I want to know about it. What happened? Yeah, so craziness ensued in the end of the end of the football season. So this year, for the first time ever, they had 18 weeks. Every team always has a bye. So they play 17 games. It used to only be 16 games. But this year, they added an extra week, and they added an extra playoff team. So seven teams make the playoffs. Top team gets a bye. And the scenarios... So what they usually do is, for week 18, usually week 17, is they... Football only plays, really plays 10 a.m. or like 1 o'clock. At least Pacific time. It'd be like 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock Eastern. But they usually only play in those two time slots. And what they do is any team that has like playoff implications with the same, with like other teams, they'll all play at like 10 or 1. They're not going to be like one team with like implications is going to play at 10. And then the team that they're playing against or they're competing against to the playoff spot is going to play at 1 because then they know what happened. So basically everything happens at the same time for for different uh, outcomes. But a crazy thing that happened this week is the last week of the season 
is in the AFC, there was like, I think five teams that could have still made the playoffs and they were all playing each other except for one. So we had like the five teams that could have made it were Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, um, LA Chargers, and the uh, Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Jack, um, Indianapolis could have just shut down this entire thing. This, none of this could have happened if if they beat the worst team in the league. They're playing the worst team in the league, didn't sit anybody, and got spanked, um, which is brutal because I had them in a playoff pool. But anyways, <laughs> besides the point, um, <laughs> Pittsburgh and Baltimore play. Uh, there's a couple different implications depending on how that game went, but Pittsburgh beats Baltimore in overtime. So Pittsburgh's in. And those two games, I believe, were morning games, 10 o'clock games. And the Chargers and Raiders played against each other, who also were competing for this, but they didn't play at 10 a.m. For some reason, they were kicked to the 5 o'clock, the Sunday night game. And they were the only game at Sunday night. Mainly probably because they didn't, they just figured that the winner of that game was just going to be in the playoffs, so it didn't really matter <clears throat> who... Like, it didn't really affect the playoff outcomes, and it wasn't going to allow one of those teams to sit guys because they were playing against each other, so I guess they moved it to the Sunday night game to have a fun little end-of-the-night game. But the weirdest thing happened is because Indy lost and because Pittsburgh won, Pittsburgh wasn't guaranteed a playoff spot if those two teams tied. So if the Chargers and the Raiders tied, they would both make it into the playoffs over Pittsburgh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think so. So the Chargers played the Raiders. The winner of that game was automatically in the playoffs. The loser was out. But okay. if they tied, they both would have made it. So, so there they was have to tie and then go through OT? Yeah, and then tie in OT. Yeah, okay. And the, there was thoughts of like this crazy incentive where they would just need the entire game or just like run the ball and like not do anything and have the game just end in a tie because they both make the playoffs. So there was a crazy thing where like if the if the teams just tied and did nothing the entire game, they would both just walk into the playoffs. So a win or a tie would have made them get in the playoffs. So there was like what's the That's point of the Crazy. Playing? Yeah, yeah. Uh oh, I keep wanting to say Oakland, Las Vegas. They go up by I think fifteen. It's either fourteen or fifteen with like five minutes to go. They look like they've they've sealed it. The Chargers come flying back, score a touchdown, get within seven, and then with two seconds left, they score another touchdown, kick the extra point, they go to overtime, right at the buzzer, they go to overtime. So now people are like, okay, like this tie like actually could happen. Like they're in overtime. Overtime's only ten minutes. It's not crazy to think that they'll go ten minutes without anybody scoring or without anybody scoring a third time. So people are starting to hype it up. Like, okay, we, we could actually get a tie. And, you know, people are also thinking, like, what's the point of the teams even playing if they're both just going to get in? Like, why even risk anything happening? They end up playing Oakland, fuck, Las Vegas, kicks a field goal to go up three, which gives the Chargers a chance with the ball. They can't score. They get a field goal as well. So now it's still tied. There is maybe two and a half minutes left on the clock. And basically, uh, Las Vegas has to go the entire field and kick a field goal if they want to win, or they can just run the clock out. They start running the clock out. They basically just run the ball. Nothing is really happening. It looks like they're just going to play for a tie. And then on like the very last play, like obviously the second last play, but the last actual play, um, their running back goes for like 15 yards and he actually gets them into field goal range. And with one second left, 
They kick a game-winning field goal to go to the playoffs and end the tie. So the Chargers are eliminated. It was wild. Holy shit. I might have just mumbled everything and people didn't understand, but it was no, crazy. You got it. It was yeah. just a lot. It was Holy it was fuck. crazy. And uh all in one night, eh? All in one day, yeah. But my uh my Eagles, they're in. They're gonna get smoked by Tampa next week, but that's okay, they're in. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a wild, wild uh especially for that only, that was the only game that was on Sunday night, and it turned out to be a great choice by the schedulers. But it was just a weird, a weird scenario where it was the last game of the season for anybody, the very last game of the of the regular season, and it just could have gone both teams could have just defaulted to a tie and walked into the playoffs. A lot of people are saying that um, the Raiders were playing for a tie until the Chargers called the timeout. It's it's complete crap. The Chargers called the timeout with two seconds left on the play clock. So they didn't really stop the clock at all. They just wanted to get better defensive guys out because they knew the Raiders were running. The biggest disgrace is that they allowed a 12-yard run at the end. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a wild scene. And Twitter was going absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, just bonker stuff in the, in the NFL. But, yeah, super wild card weekend is coming up this weekend. Uh, I think there's there must be six games this weekend. Usually there's only four on wild card weekend. Uh, but six NFL games. It's going to be crazy. But uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's where I'll leave it. Hell yeah! Yeah, I think I'm good too. Beautiful. Well, fuck a little. Uh, I don't know how I even know how long this one is, but I've been recording for so long before we <laughs> before we even jumped in. I think it's about an hour and a bit. So you know, a little, a little shorter episode for you guys, but you know, a lot of news to to pack in and a little fun episode to to start the week off. Coming to you on a Tuesday because big tie at an anniversary last night. So yeah, big one, big one year, big one year. How the hell are you, Charlotte Kelly Fiore? <laughs> Love you, babe. Are you awesome? Well, I'm, I'm good with that one. <laughs> Just a coincidence. He starts a podcast and gets a girl at the same time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what her intentions yeah. were. She thought this was going big or something. <laughs> I was. I'm a star. I'm still. Yeah. We're still stars. <laughs> what do you mean, man? Yeah. Bigger every goddamn day. <laughs> and she never forgets it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, she slowed down. She used to listen, but she doesn't do this much anymore. I think she got some appies to catch up on. That's, that's all I'm saying. Too many complaints to turn the TV down, probably. Probably. Yeah, those get <laughs> those get personal quick. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. We love you guys, and peace out. We're out. Later, hosers. <laughs>